0: Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. I'm so happy to speak at you today. (laughs) Uh, Man, we are rocking and rolling. We're celebrating 10 years this week of the ministry, which I honestly, when I woke up on our anniversary, I I didn't know how to feel. I thought, okay, um, this happened. (laughs) Wow. I have no idea how, but we have come through 10 years of serving the Lord and a huge shout out to my team. who was so incredibly faithful and believed in this vision when I was tired and when I was weak and all glory goes to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, it has been just a really exciting week this week. And we are just moved at the movement of the Lord amongst us and in our lives. So I've got something to talk to you guys about today that I'm, I'm excited about. And I think maybe we might have a couple aha moments, which I love. Has Jesus shown up in your situation and you don't recognize him? because you're not looking for him. That's what we're going to talk about today. Those of you, guess what? Another year, another opportunity to support the ministry. We are um, listener supported. That means you listeners. Hi, listeners. Um, You guys have sustained us and carried us along with the Lord um, for almost four years. And we want to do this another year. We want, listen, we want to go everywhere. I want to go everywhere with this and the opportunity is there but we need um our listeners to support. Every single dollar that you give goes back directly into this ministry. Um and I want to encourage you if you if this if this ministry has encouraged your life at all, um I'm not weird talking about money. Listen, uh, we need it. <laughs> we need it in order to tell more people about about the Lord. If you have five dollars, if you have fifty, if you have seven, we will we will take it. Listen, I am all about the body of Christ coming together, even if it's for two dollars. Listen, if everyone who listened to the show gave two dollars, we probably could take over the map. I mean, I mean, just honestly, it just, you don't have to do so much that it's crazy. Just your part. That's it. You only have to do your part. You only have to do what God's telling you. You can give at autumn You can also um, set up reoccurring giving. If this is something that you would like uh, to give to and to invest in, because we are definitely gospel centered here. Um, As well. Also, if you would like to sponsor a show, we are taking sponsors. You can email Cassie, K A S S Y, Sassy Cassie at autumnmiles.com um, and she will talk to you about the opportunity for your business to sponsor a show to sponsor a week to sponsor a month to sponsor the next seven years <laughs> we'll take that too um but we there are sponsorships available which we will be talking about more this year okay enough psas let's get to the word let me pray before we get to the word let me pray let's ask the lord to come in <sighs> Lord Jesus, we submit and surrender everything that's going to be said in this show to you. Spirit of the living God, say things to your listeners, Lord, that I'll never say. Encourage their hearts in ways that I can, never can. I pray that you just overwhelm the studio I pray that you speak, Lord, through this specific passage of scripture. Spirit of the living God, we need you. We need direction from you. We need enlightenment from you. We need wisdom from you. So God, I pray that you would move and that you would work in the hearts of those that are listening to this radio show and to the podcast. We praise you for the opportunity to study your word. In some countries, they can't, and we can, and we praise you. So do what I can't speak. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm wondering today if God has showed up in your situation, but you just don't recognize him. It's really, really interesting um, to me. I, I, I love that God always does the unexpected and sometimes he disguises himself in and, and with things that you would never um point out and say, Wow, that's God. That's God right there. He 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 moves in ways um that are perfectly unique to him and are um his way of doing things and not ours. Sometimes we look for the obvious, and God oftentimes is in the um in the not obvious. <laughs> I mean, look at how Jesus came. Jesus came in a stable. No one looked for him there. No one saw him there. He was there. He was alive. He was living. No one saw him there. Even the innkeeper themselves didn't recognize that Mary and Joseph were knocking on the door of their inn to to uh, deliver the Savior of the world. They rejected the Savior. Because they didn't recognize that he could possibly come to their end. I wonder today if um, you're in a situation that is difficult. And Jesus is there. But he looks like something you wouldn't expect. I want to go to Mark 6. And we're going to read Mark 6.45 in this passage of scripture. I'll say immediately Jesus. Mark six Y'all always yell at me because, because I I've, I've skim over the, the things, but I'm just so excited to read the text, okay? This is out of Mark six forty-five. That's where I am. You can look it up for yourself and read along. This is the year of the word. We're going to get in our words this year, y'all. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side to Bethsaida while he himself was sending the crowd away. After bidding them farewell, he left for the mountain to pray. When it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land, seeing them, straining at the oars, for the wind was contrary. At about the time of the fourth watch, which would be From um, three o'clock to six o'clock in the morning, that is considered the fourth watch of night. He came to them walking on the sea and he intended to pass by them, which which that alone I could talk about for like two years. (laughs) He was coming to them on the sea, but his intention was to pass by them. That's hilarious. Um, Not really, but really, but kind of to me, maybe I'll do it. I'm going to do a show on that. That'd be so good. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed that it was a ghost. And they cried out for they saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke with them and said to them, take courage. It is I do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them and the wind stopped and they were utterly astonished for they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their heart was hardened. Okay, let's break this down. Here we have Jesus and this whole pattern. Listen, this pattern has been preached and talked about seven ways to Sunday, right? I mean, this is a great passage. It's such a great passage because it covers so many different things. But when I when I read this passage uh, recently, this is the thing that stuck out to me, and this is the thing that spoke to my spirit. Here we have the disciples, and Jesus is not with them. As a matter of fact, he said, "You know what? You need to go away. Um, um, I'm I'm going to send you away. I'm going to take care of all these crowds right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you away." I'm going to send you on the boat, go on, congratulations, have a good evening sail, okay? Um, Jesus knew what was going to happen just a little while longer. He knew that they were going to strain at the oars. He knew that that was coming, but it didn't bother him because sometimes he needs us to strain just a little bit. That straining is good for us. That work is good for us, right? Um, We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to step out. We don't want to strain at all. We want everything to be handed to us, but guess what? Straining was good. And Jesus knew that the disciples needed to strain and stretch their Faith. So he said, Listen, go on without me. I'm going to send these crowds away. And then I'm going to go up. And I I don't even know what he does. The text doesn't say that he tells him that he's going to go up to pray. He goes up to pray. And then he stands and he watches them. 47 says this When it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Alone on the land, Jesus had his eyes on his disciples straining at the oars. I want you to know today that those of you guys that, that you are straining, you are stretching, you feel this Angst because you you you're, you're trying you're trying to do the right thing. I think of addiction is coming to my mind right now. You're straining, you're stretching. It's a struggle. Uh, you, you you just can't quite get it. You're so close, and then there's a setback. You're so close. You have, you've got these oars in your hand, and you're trying to save even your own life and those that are around you, but you just can't do it. You're straining, you're stretching. God has His eyes on you, just like He had His eyes. On his disciples. He is watching you. He is uh, is watching you and he is going to come to help you. He's right there. But sometimes he allows the strain because he knows it's better for us to strain to be stretched than for us to not strain and stay complacent. I'm so grateful for those seasons in my life when I needed to be stretched. It's amazing how, um, you know, in, in our lives, uh, I, I think of just me building my own faith. And um, I started off asking God to to show himself to me with a man with a blue shirt on. Well, guess what? That was hard for me to do. But when God came through, guess what? The stretch produced a little bit of faith in me. That I could ask for God. I remember we needed to sell a white uh, truck. It was what? You know, you ever bought something that was too expensive for you, Dan? Never. (laughs) Never. Dan is very, very responsible with this money. Um, we bought this truck we couldn't afford it but guess what we wanted to keep up with the smiths or what is that saying keep up with the joneses yeah um we bought something we we didn't need we didn't afford it wasn't it wasn't it didn't we thought it, it defined our worth back then but it didn't and i remember here I had this man with a blue shirt come in. My faith was um, was really encouraged, and I, I did multiple things just like that. And then we needed to sell this this white truck. Otherwise, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I remember um, reading in, in the scripture about tithing. And I'm like, I'm, I don't tithe because... Pfft, I can't afford to tithe. I hate it when people tell me that these days, Dan. It just drives me crazy. I can't afford to tithe, and and I had that same mind too. But guess what? It is a scriptural principle to tithe. It is in the Bible. You can read it for yourself. Um, read Malachi. Read what God says uh, when He says, "Bring the whole tithe into the into the storehouse. Ten percent is the given um, amount for us to tithe. For, for uh, us to tithe. Um, but here I am. Okay, Lord, I see you grow. My faith. It, I have strained, but I've grown every time I've strained. I know you're watching me strain, but you're letting me strain because you're more in, interested in me growing than me staying complacent and staying the same. So here, you've told me to tithe. We need to sell this white truck. It is killing us. We're gonna. I don't. I don't know. We're gonna lose our house if we can't sell this white truck. I think the payment was like four hundred dollars, which is a lot of money um, for for someone who can't afford it. Listen, five bucks is a lot of money for someone that can't afford it. Uh, Lord, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sell this. So your word says tithe. So I'm going to tithe. I couldn't afford the white truck. I didn't think I could afford to tithe. I tithe an extra $20. This is years ago, um, for one month. And I told the Lord, Lord, if you come through in one month, um, and selling this truck, you know, I, I, I will continue tithing. Isn't it funny? We make those little things with God, if you do this for me, I'll continue to be faithful. That's so, anyway. Week one, I tithe an extra $20. I gave an extra $20 over my tithe. Week two in church, I gave an extra $20 over my tithe. I could not afford it. Week three, extra $20 over my tithe. It was like the widow's mite, right? It was so little, but it was all she had. (laughs) And I was thinking, here, Lord, I'm giving you $20. I don't know how we're going to make it. Week four. I gave tithe. I gave an extra $20. And I remember I had to get gas. And I was just happened to be driving this white truck on the way home from church. And I'm praying, Lord, you have to come through. We cannot afford it. I don't know what we're going to do. And, Lord, I've tithed. And it's the fourth week of the month. God, where are you at? And here I am pumping my gas after church. And there's a giant for sale sign in the back. And a man comes up and he goes, are you selling that truck? And I said, well, yes, I am. <laughs> Lo and behold, God sold that truck that day on the fourth day, uh, the fourth Sunday of the month when I had said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I had to strain, but God was stretching me while It was happening just like the disciples were straining at the oars. God allows us to strain a little bit, to stretch our faith because he knows what he wants to do with our lives. He does not want to keep us in a place of complacency, but he does come. Deliverance does come. It comes that day. Deliverance after my straining was the selling of that truck. And we were so incredibly grateful for that. But the strain happens, so we can trust the Lord all the more, so he can show up and he can show us his power and his uh, 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 might was at work all along. We needed to trust him. So here we have Jesus. He's standing there, seeing them straining at the oars, for the wind was against them. Anyone feel like the wind is against them today? Oh, got to look at my notes. And about the fourth watch, which one early, by the way. The fourth watch is about to be dawn. they probably been straining for uh, quite a while. Clearly the Lord was sitting and having an audience with uh, with their strain. About the fourth watch, almost dawn, he came to them walking on the sea. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out. Now this is the whole point of this entire Show today. When Jesus comes and came to the disciples, he's walking on the sea. But what do they see? They see a ghost. They do not even recognize that Jesus Christ is coming. To help them. As I look in my life, there has been multiple times where I am straining and all of a sudden I realize I have an aha moment. Maybe it's a a conversation with a friend. Maybe it's a conversation with my husband. Maybe there's a shift that just happens um, in the circumstances that we've been praying about but here we have been we have been straining and straining and straining and straining and Jesus is in our I want to get this right. Lord give me the words to get this right. We've been straining, we've been praying and all of a sudden Jesus shows up, but he shows up in a way that we would have never expected. Let me give you an example. Thank you Spirit. I remember uh, very clearly starting this ministry. My husband came home. We, were, we lived in Phoenix at the time. My husband came home. It was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. He looked at me. I was planning on launching the ministry just a couple of months later in Phoenix. He looked at me, and he said, I got laid off today. I was going to launch the ministry at the church that he worked at. already had approval. Everything was going. Jesus come that came that day in something that I would have never have seen him in before he came that day in a layoff I would have never chosen for my husband to be laid off from that church because they couldn't pay him any longer but that was what catapulted us and moved us to Dallas in order for us to start the ministry 10 10 years ago. Sometimes God shows up in your circumstance and he sees you straining and he sees what you're working towards and he sees what um, what you need. And he shows up in a situation and he doesn't look like you think he is going to look. He looks like a layoff. He looks like you losing your job. But that one thing. Put you in a position. To where he straightens your life out and he puts you on that path that you were praying all along. I feel really strongly right now. Um to challenge those of you that are listening as I am praying, as I am speaking, look for God everywhere. The disciples, when Jesus walked on the water, they assumed he was a ghost and then he got into their boat and he calmed the sea and he calmed the circumstances. And he calmed the situation. Bear in mind that a ghost by definition is frightening. It's horrifying. I mean, you know, you go to a haunted house on Halloween. You don't go on Christmas. You go to get scared. So a ghost by definition is scary. And sometimes God shows up in a situation and it looks scary. but it is the Lord getting in your boat and calming that situation. I want you to look for the Lord in every circumstance, in every avenue, in every voice that you are in, because sometimes he shows up and he doesn't look like a king. He looks scary like a ghost. I'm telling you this just because, in my own um, uh, situation, some of the most com- uh, powerful moments that I've had with the Lord, he's shown He's shown up and he's changed the circumstance. He's changed the game um, in my life, but it looked like something that was scary. He allows us to strain. He watches us. He comes to deliver us. He comes to calm our storm, but sometimes he comes in a way you don't um, understand and you don't. Um, recognize as him. I remember uh, publishing my first book Um, I got a simple text message that was terrifying and I I, I had been praying oh Lord further the ministry further what you're doing further this that and the other I, I was praying all of these big prayers but all of a sudden God showed up in the form of a text message from a friend and it was absolutely terrifying Look for him in your life. Be expectant for him to move in your life. I remember just starting the radio show, and I've told this show uh, this this story multiple times um, years ago. I, I did a lot of radio. Just I was just on people's shows, um, uh, promoting books and stuff like that. I, I had done a lot of it. And all of a sudden, one night at 9 o'clock at night, God said, I want you to send an email. Because God knew what was going on on the other side of, um, of a, an opportunity for me that had to do with radio. 9 o'clock at night, I stopped exactly what I was doing. I sent an email to who I needed to send an email to because I knew that God wanted me to do radio. Not a couple of hours later, I got a response saying, Yes, we'd love to have you co host this show, whatever, whatever. But God asking me and prompting me to send an email was absolutely terrifying. I figured they would come to me, but God wanted me to go to them. Look for God every facet of your circumstance and listen to God in every facet of your circumstance. He will use people that you don't think he is going to use. He will use things that you don't think he is going to use. He rare, he, he, he often disguises himself as something that is scary because he wants you to trust him. I love you guys out there today. And I want you guys to know that I am praying for your faith to be deepen this year i'm praying for this to be just the year of the word we've got to get in the word of god more than we even are my goodness look at the times that we're living in so divisive i am praying for you guys this year to see god in every facet of your life welcome him in i love you guys i'll see you right back here tomorrow on the auto mile show The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.